0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here is your host, Jeff Tharp.
1: Hey, Fire Family, what is going on? What happy today is Wednesday? Happy Wednesday! Wow, I totally blanked on what day the week it was, but we're there. Welcome to episode three forty one. I am so excited to be hosting today. My name is Illumination Spencer, and I am the producer of Elijah Fire. But today. I am your host. Jeff had to uh, take some time off. He's enjoying a lovely vacation, so we're wishing him well, and he should be having tons and tons of fun. So, resting and just spending time with family. So, we're so glad you're here. I am so stoked to just be on the other side of the screen with you guys. I'm normally hanging out backstage, just in the chat. You know, we're, we're moving and grooving backstage. So, anyway, if you are not following us on our podcast platform, so if you're not listening to Fire on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, give us a follow there. This episode will be uploaded by tomorrow morning by Mariah. She does a fantastic job editing these for us. So hit us up there. Make sure you're following, rate us, review us. We appreciate all the feedback from you guys. So make sure you're listening to the podcast. Also, one other thing with the podcast, we have been re-releasing our teaching series. So All of our episodes that we have done for our Elijah Fire Teaching Series will be uploaded into audio-only format, and this weekend we are releasing Bible 101. So that was with Kostin Woodhouse and Mandy Woodhouse, and they are fantastic teachers, guys. If you guys want a deeper understanding of the Bible or even how to start gaining a deeper understanding of the Bible, please go listen to that series when it drops this weekend. Listen to it on Spotify this weekend. More on Teaching Series. So we're releasing a new teaching series on Wednesday 12 6. So December 6th, where we we will be having James Gall on the on the show, which is super exciting. And how that all lined up was so crazy. I can't wait for us to share the story with you guys. But he's going to be doing a teaching series on the prophetic starting December 6th. So you don't want to miss that teaching series. We've got a lot of really great teachings going on on the podcast and also on video coming soon. So watch out for those. Anyway. My last housekeeping thing today, we're gonna run a quick video telling you a little bit about where your donations go. So when you donate to ElijahStreams.com donate, that money goes to support us here at Elijah Fire, but also goes to support uh, Show Mercy International and us drilling wells in Uganda. So let's play that video and we'll get going. We want to share with you what your
0: donations are doing. This is Florence's story.
2: Initially, the leader of the village wanted a water source because he saw the need in the community and when he reached out to us she was one of the places that we visited her area and when we checked the place there was no water that you could be able to drill a water source a water well and so she believed that the water well will be in this area but with the surveyors after checking everything like there was no way and she said no that water well is going to be in this place so she took a step of faith. And she was listening to a pastor, and as the pastor was sharing, he mentioned something and said, if there is something that the enemy has taken away from you, it is a point to claim it back. And so she decided to hold the dirt from the ground and claimed the water well in that exact spot. After the surveyors had moved around the whole village and the Shomasi team, they definitely came back to the exact same spot. And that is what the Lord does. She took a step of faith, and now the community is being blessed by the water well that is in this area. Lives are being changed. A number of people have given their lives to Christ exactly at this spot. She is a living like testimony. The water source is just exactly in the town center, and everyone can come and drink from this very source. Clean, safe, and also receive Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, <laughs> so thank you so much.
0: Together, we can continue to bring clean water to those in need. Donate today at ElijahStreams.com donate.
1: Again, thank you guys so much for your support. We greatly, greatly appreciate every single one of your donations. So it's ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Once again, um, if you feel led to support us, please do so. We're doing some amazing work and I'm so happy that I get to work here and be a part of this great ministry and also partner with um, these amazing water well efforts as well. So enough about that. We got some really good content in store for you guys today. When I got the notes for this episode, I had a lot of questions. I was so excited to dig into this topic we're going to be talking about the Mind of Christ. And I can't think of any better person to talk about this than Avon Atiyah. And I am so excited to welcome
3: her to the show. Hey Avon. Hi, Illumination. What an honor to be interviewed by you.
1: Oh my gosh. It's an honor to interview you. I was so excited when it, it worked out. I was I was actually planning out this episode and I was just like, you know, I just kept, your name kept popping up in my head. And I was like, you know what? I think it's supposed to be Yvonne. So I was just like, I'll just ask her. Yeah. <laughs> and if it works out, it's meant to be.
3: <laughs> well, guess what? I'm here all the way in Australia yeah. <laughs> and yes, it's worked so. out.
1: Yeah yeah so it's it's so interesting because you're all the way across the world it's 9 a.m for you right now so i'm in my afternoon the day before so you're technically in the future what's what's
3: tomorrow like (laughs) it's better than the day before (laughs) good (laughs) awesome well yeah
1: well we've got like i said we're going to be talking about the mind of christ and i titled this episode growing in the mind of christ because we're going to talk about different mindsets in the mind of Christ. So why don't you go ahead and
3: take it away? Amen, amen. Well, you know what, Illumination? I want to begin with this verse where the Apostle Paul says, you have the mind of Christ. And that's quite a statement. It's quite a revelation. And the sad thing is that most believers never get it. And so my heart, and you would know that I did a series um, on intimacy with Christ through Song Mm -hmm. of Songs and again check it out yeah we went through all the different stages that that mature a believer so as i shared those stages this is not to condemn anyone but this is an invitation it's an invitation More and as you're hearing me, I know that many will be like, Lord, I just want to know this. And this was the journey of the Apostle Paul. If you remember, one of his very famous verses was, I want to know him. And it's like, really? You, You know already so much about him. So, what is it with you? There was a continual hunger to want to know and connect and be like Christ. So, this is an invitation for more. So, let me begin and get into this. So the first mindset that we are talking about, I'm going to call this the the church mindset. So Mm -hmm. what is the church mindset? It refers to believers who are the whole revelation of God is that God is like heaven is like an insurance policy. So what does that mean? It means that I don't want to go to hell. I know Mm -hmm. that exists so i don't want to i don't want any of that so i'm gonna believe in christ they get born again but the whole purpose and the whole journey is for me to know that i'm saved i am saved from hell i have received received the forgiveness of christ and i'm headed to heaven Now, most believers are in this category and you get to see this um, many, many churches. If you just go to a regular church, what will happen is that you will hear um, and not even not every church does this, but most of them do. They will invite people to give their lives to Jesus, which is beautiful. And this is not a bad thing. This is step number one. And you need step number one to go up the ladder but you just cannot be stuck in step number one because if you just think that the journey of the Christian life is for you to say hey I'm saved I'm going to heaven you have aborted your calling your purpose your assignment and your destiny And God has a glorious, glorious calling for every single person. Not one person is left out. The apostle Paul says he saved you and called you into a glorious calling. So you're saved, but you just cannot stop there. And if you're hearing me now and you just feel, Yvonne, I've been stuck in this. I, I, I received Christ. You know, but then what is next? Let me tell you what is next. And even before I move into next illumination, let me give you a biblical example. Mm-hmm. I love the story of the Samaritan woman. In John 4, most people know this story, right? Um, Jesus waits for her. They try and get into a theological argument, but then Jesus wants to offer her eternal water and so in verses 13 it says Jesus replied anyone who drinks this water will soon be thirsty again but those who drink the water that I give will never be thirsty again there is salvation there is eternal life he is saying to her that I'm inviting you to drink a type of water And when you drink this water, you'll never be thirsty again. Now, I want you to hear her reply. In actual fact, Jesus offers her two things. He says, if you drink this water, you will never be thirsty again. That's number one. Mm -hmm. But number two, he said to her, and I'm going to transform your life. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within you giving eternal water. So there's two things. You receive eternal water and then your life is transformed, there's the more, into becoming a bubbling spring. In other words, you will be a source of refreshment to others. Guess what? She's not interested in number two. She's not interested in becoming a bubbling spring for others. That's not her thing. She's stuck in the church mindset. So guess what her reply is? she says sir please the woman the woman said give me the water so that i won't thirst again and she stops and it's like hey i am putting out two gifts and you're just asking for number 1 so what a lot of believers do in the church mindset is that their whole journey becomes about me, 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 me. I'm going to heaven. I am saved. This is all about me. And they pause. But Jesus is inviting you not just to go to heaven, but to become a bubbling spring, a source of refreshment so that others can come and feast on you and enjoy the Jesus who lives in you. So most people or stage number one is church mindset. Church mindset is you're really not serving God. You're just at you, you've given your life to Christ, and that's it. And sometimes people don't even make it to church, they don't have a relationship with God, but they'll say something like, Yes, I prayed the salvation prayer, and I believe I'm going to heaven, but that's about it. And those believers do not see the kingdom come over their life, they don't see that they are transformed to look like Jesus or see signs and wonders and miracles. So, number one, number two. The next stage is that, you know, you want more. So you want to begin to serve God, which is wonderful. So you serve God through your giftings. And these are giftings that God had given to you. But because you have not yet grown into the full full experience of being a daughter or a son, you are still trapped in what I call the slave mindset what is this mindset you begin to do life or carry out your christian life works based in other words for anything to happen you have to do something you know it's always like well you know i've got to pray and i've got to fast so that you know for that breakthrough yes we pray and we fast but we don't do it to receive something We do it out of intimacy and out of sonship, which I'll speak about later. But most people, when they progress to begin to serve God, it's all about their gifting. It's all about what they are doing so that God's hand can begin to move. So they become like slaves. And we have, unfortunately, illumination, many, many, many slaves in the kingdom. But I'm just believing by the power of the Holy Spirit, that as they're hearing this, you're going to mature into sonship and even the more stages that we are going to speak about. But let me give you a couple of verses. Um, in Luke 15 and verses 29, you know the story of the two sons. And mm-hmm. so we have two sons And the younger son left the house and came back. The older son didn't like it. And he's angry because the father celebrated and accepted the younger son as a full son, not as a slave. Because you got to remember, the younger son came back not wearing sandals. And in those days, only sons wore sandals. So when the father said, Put sandals on him. He is saying, "I'm not receiving you back as a slave." And many of God's children they come to God as slaves, but God said to him, "I want you to come back as a son."
1: Yeah, that's so crazy. Like I didn't even know that was a cultural thing that the sandals were only for sons. Like, and you think about that, and then he puts a ring on him too. So it's just like it's kind of more layers and levels to that. Um, Wow, that's so cool.
3: Well, well, I tell you something, Illumination, when he was coming back, that younger son, he was coming back as a slave because if you remember what he said, he said, I'm going to go to my father and I'm going to tell him I sinned against heaven and against you. I do not deserve to be your son. Take Mm -hmm. me as a hired servant. So you get to see how he's not returning as a son he's returning as a servant but the father showed so much love and literally said to him you're not a slave you are Mm -hmm. a son everything you have done will never disqualify you from your sonship and he received him back as a full son but the older brother who's never really left the house is angry and he has a slave mindset also so we get to think that the older son who's never left the house is a son. No, he's not. You could be in church serving God and you're a slave. And I tell you what he said to show you that he's a slave. In Luke 15, 29, he is angry at his father. And he replied and said to him, all those years I have slaved for you and never once did you even give me one goat to feast with my friends? And the father shocked one goat. And the father said to him, everything I have is yours. Mm-hmm. You're asking for a goat. And we get to do that illumination all the time. And I'll give you an example. I'll have so many people come to pr- for prayer. And they'll say, Yvonne, you know what? Um, I'm very sick. I need healing in my body. And my daughter is very sick and she needs healing in her body. But don't worry about me. Just ask God to heal my daughter because it's not about me. And I'll just pause there and I'll be like, okay, do you think God cannot heal you and cannot heal your daughter? Or someone will say, Lord, I need enough finances just to pay my mortgage. Please, God. That's the slave mindset. Why are you asking God for just enough when he is the God for more than enough? You know what I'm saying? It's because yeah. we're so stuck in here thinking that God is so limited to my needs. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples to help our viewers understand what mm-hmm. slaves are. Slaves are always driven by their need. So when you're operating in that mindset, when you pray, you're always conscious of what you need. It's always like your need, your list of needs is always more than your list of blessings. And mm. so you need to just think, okay, God, when you come to God with a need, that's okay. Because the Bible says, come to God and pray for everything. That's not a problem. But never allow the list of needs to be more than the list of blessings. When you are a son or a daughter, your list of blessings will outweigh your list of needs. So that's what the, slaves have no privileges. I want you to think of someone working as a slave. They are working for a wage, but they have no rights. They have no privileges. They are not connected to their master. They always have to hear instruction from someone else. I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. You get someone saying, hey, could you please give me a prophetic word? I love prophetic words. Don't get me wrong. We all do. (laughs) We all do. But don't let that be the source. You know, Mm -hmm. the source is going to the Father because Jesus said, my sheep, hear my voice. So sometimes you get a prophetic word not to encourage, to confirm what God has already been dealing with you in so you and and I remember that I remember when we did intimacy with Christ Mm -hmm. you sent me an email back and you said to me something you said Yvonne I'm so excited about this um series it's just a confirmation
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give.
3: So it could have been God, you know, making you hungry for this topic and here it comes. So I'm not against the prophetic. I love the prophetic, but it cannot be the source of where I don't have a relationship with God. I'm not connected to the heart of God and I'm just waiting for someone to come along and I'm always hearing God through someone else. See, that's an Old Testament mindset because in the Old Testament, the people were not connected to God. The priest was the one who was connected to God. He went in the Holy of Holies, he brought redemption and he gave it to the people. But in the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews, It says that this happened in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, you are sons and you are daughters of God. So we need to grow up and make sure that we're not operating as a slave mindset. And something something
1: I'm thinking about really quick on that, too, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, but if you're functioning in the slave mindset and you receive a prophetic word and i was thinking about this when you're talking about the church mindset too with the water analogy like okay you're you have the option jesus presents her with the choice of being a a fresh spring that people can drink from well if you stay in your church mindset you're going to be stagnant water and if you're in the slave mindset you're still it if you stay in each of these stages it feels like you're you're stagnated which i'm getting that picture of the pool of stagnant water but if you receive your prophetic word kind of being in a slave mindset, is it almost like it kind of, it's like, a oh, that felt really good. Like it's a little bit of a spiritual like kick or like a little bit of a spiritual high. And then you don't actually, cause you're not out of a slave mindset. You don't actually
3: activate in it. Is that, is that what
1: would probably happen?
3: Uh, Absolutely. Because the thing is the slave mindset, is a step up from the church mindset because at the end of the day, you're still serving, you're still recognizing that you have gifts, but you're still stuck. You you have not yet come into your full inheritance. And you know what, elimination? My next point was actually in answer to your question because the slave mindset, you're operating out of fear all the time. Slaves are fearful. They're fearful because this. They are performance oriented. What does that mean? It means if they perform well, they'll get to keep their job. But if they perform bad, they get to be kicked out. So the, they always have to keep up the performance, right? And you do, and you get that. Like if someone's working in a company, right? There's always performance reports at the end of the year. There's always like, okay, show me what you've done. And either you get a bonus because you've done well, or you get de or lose your job if you haven't done. That's the way the world thinks. So when we come into the kingdom, we still think the same. We still think that I've got to keep up my prayer life. I've got to keep up reading the word. I've got to keep up, you know, praying for the sick. And that's wonderful. But this is the deal. Even if you don't, you're not disqualified because you're a son, because you're a daughter. There's times when we struggle and we just feel that our spiritual life is not where it should be. And that's okay. But it doesn't mean that you're not a son. It doesn't mean that God is not pleased with you. God looks at you and says, "Whoa!" with all their struggles and they're still trying, they're still being there. God is so gracious. He's so compassionate. And it's because we are not connected to the heart of God that we seem to think God is angry. If you ask most believers, Illumination, just pick someone that you know and you say, hey, do you think that God is stoked with you? Like, do you actually think that God looks at you and says, you know what? I'm looking at illumination today and I just think she is amazing. You know what most people will say? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. And that's that's a lie. That is the right. life of hell. Because and it's so
1: easy to get into that place too because even I'm thinking about my life and looking at how I think about certain things like dude I'm operating in a slave mindset sometimes and I like need to you know so this is I'm being you know just full transparency with with all you guys but yeah it's it's so easy because even if you were to ask me that I would probably be like well I don't know you know it's just yeah, cause that lie is so can be so pervasive. Um but yeah, yeah so so y'all yeah. like I'm really hoping that this is ministering to somebody that your value is just in what Jesus did for you and we got to come up out of out of this slave mindset
3: yeah amen amen and you know what a couple more things and then I want to move to my favorite ones are coming up but you know in a slave mindset you're always trying to serve an organization you know you're always trying to you know fulfill programs like you know I'm serving God I'm being an usher today that's great or I'm on kids ministry that's wonderful but your value and i hope someone gets this and writes this down because this illumination changed my life Mm -hmm. your value is not in what you do it is in who you are and i'll open up my heart to 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 this in australia when when i don't live here now i'm only i'm visiting now but when i used to live here i used to have a program that used to reach millions and millions of people around the arabic world and I would preach to them in arabic and I used to have my own studio and then our ministry well our business went through a really rough time and I really felt that the lord said to let go that he's calling me into full time ministry with my husband mina so anyway we you know mina heard god before me that we should be moving to the united states it was not easy for me because i was here for 30 plus years But me as a man of faith and I trusted him. So, and then later on, as on the journey, I heard God for me say to me that that's what I'm meant to be doing. But anyway, we go to the United States, right? And then COVID hits. And at that time, there's no ministry. Everything is shut down. The church that I go to and I was going there four times a week is shut down. There's nothing. And I just sat there once in my balcony and I felt like a failure. I just felt like, I'm not valuable to God anymore because I'm unable to do what I used to do. I used to minister to millions of people on air and people are healed and delivered and that's not happening anymore. And I just remember once crying out to God and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. And what he said to me shifted me out of a slave mindset into a daughter of the king. And he said to me, Yvonne, did you know that today you are as valuable to me as when you were, when you were doing the show. And I said, really, Lord, but I'm doing oh, nothing wow. for you. And he said to me, Yvonne, your value is in who you are. It is not? In, it is not in what you do. What you do will always change. What you do will come and go. One day you're doing a show, one day you're not. One day you're writing a book, one day you're not. But that doesn't change who you are as a daughter. And he said to me, that is one of the highest calling. When you call me Abba, when and, and especially illumination in the Middle East, family names are very, very important. And when you come from a very well-known family, you know that you've got a strong backing. And you know that no matter how much trouble you get into you know it's because of your family name you'll be saved and it's almost like telling people do you know who my father is <laughs> you don't know who my father is because if right. you know his name you know he'll get me out of trouble he'll do this for me he'll do that for me and the lord reminded me in prayer because do you know who your father is do you know that i can melt mountains do you know that I can open up hearts? Do you know that my favor is upon you? And he moved me, illumination. He shifted me mm-hmm. from me just feeling that my calling was on pause, that, I, that there was no value for me, to someone who, and even at that time there was still no ministry yet, but yet I shifted. The position, see, sometimes you're praying and the situation you're praying for hasn't changed, but you have changed. You began to see things differently. And when you shift, everything else else in your life begins to change and begins to shift. So if if you're hearing me now and you just if this is ministering to you, let me let us know because the Lord is saying this to you. It is not about what you're doing, it is about who you have become in the beloved. And it's that revelation that's gonna move us into the next
1: third position
3: yeah and so the next one is the kingdom mindset the ki- let me read to you what a kingdom mindset a kingdom mindset is the mindset of a son and when i say a son i don't mean boys uh i mean sons and daughters <laughs> so right. if you- well son
1: is a position right like i've heard it explained by other people i think we've had on the show that son it's it's you can also think about sonship as a position rather than like a, a gender term. Because it, it is a gendered term, but it also speaks to the position and the social uh, the social hierarchy of a family. So you can think about it that way, us ladies, so.
3: Yes, I mean. Yeah. I mean. It's like when we spoke about son of sons and we always kept on saying the bride, the bride, the bride. Yeah. <laughs> the bride's not a woman, guys. It's a position. It's all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yes so a kingdom mindset is the mindset of a son no longer a child but a son or a daughter coming into experience of of the as an heir fully trusted by god to be led by um to be led by god in advancing his kingdom and managing his resources. So I love what Jesus said in John 15, 15. This is one of my favorite verses because it's easy to remember. John 15, 15. He said this to them. He said, no longer do I call you servants because a servant does not know what his master is doing. So let me pause there. If you don't know which mindset you're currently operating in ask yourself that question do I know what God is doing in my life in this season do I see that God is shifting me do I understand and I don't expect you to fully understand but do I at least have an idea where God is leading me where God is taking me if you if your answer is 100% no I've got no clue Then it just means that you are operating in the slave mindset and that God is inviting you into the kingdom mindset or the mindset of a son or a daughter. He -hmm. said to them, but you are different because I have, but I'm calling you friends. There are other translations that say, but I'm calling you beloveds. Why? Why? Because I disclosed everything to you. I told you everything. I I became naked before you. So if you're able to enter your prayer closet and just be able to open up yourself to God and just say, Lord, here I am. This is what I'm truly struggling from. And think of it this way. You're not creating a Facebook post because we don't call it Facebook. It's fake book. And most people know that, right? (laughs) Yes. It's super fake, and it's a it, highlight reel. <laughs> it's like when you're having a bad day, you no know, one gets to hear from you, right? And when you're doing something cool, the whole world gets to see what you're doing, right? That's not God. That that's a slave mindset. A kingdom mindset is coming into this full experience of saying, "Abba, I'm, uh, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm truly and genuinely struggling with," and so you get to hear God. There's a two-way conversation. Um, your role in life is not to be going to heaven. You've you've achieved that, but to bring heaven to earth, to bring the kingdom wherever you are, the rule and the reign of God over your territory, over your life, over your family, over anyone who just touches you, because the kingdom of God is on the inside of you. you you know illumination I was on a plane coming here and there's normally two planes to catch so I went to San Fran and from San Fran to Australia and you're gonna love when I tell you this story because it's quite a long flight it's like 15 hour flight so the plane at the start seemed empty and I had three I had two seats next to me that were empty and I sat there dreaming and saying, "Lord, I just pray that no one would come and sit next to me, <laughs> because and see that's the slave mindset, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about me." And I imagine taking the three blankets and the three yep. pillows <laughs> and taking just- a nice long nap. <laughs> And as the plane, as we were getting close to take off, guess what? My dream was busted because there was this young girl. (laughs) She was like 26 years of age and she sat and there was a seat between me and her. And I won't lie to you. I'm confessing. I was angry. I was like, you know, oh, gosh, like here I am now.
1: (laughs) I think we can all confidently say we've been there. So... You're, you're amongst friends. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> and so as the time went by, we started talking to each other, you know, here and there. And I got to know that she is from Miami. She's coming to, you know, vacation for 10 days here on Australia. And so she started to ask me about my favorite places and where she should go and what she should do. And then I noticed that she's reading a book. And I'm just giving an example of how a daughter would operate. And how a daughter would share the gospel in the most practical way. So she's reading a book, and the book is saying, Who I Truly Am. Mm. And I looked at the book, I looked at the title, and I thought, hmm, I, Is that a Christian book? Like, I'm just wondering. And so I opened up a conversation. I said, Oh, that's a really interesting book. Is, is that, tell me a bit more about that book. And she, And basically, it was not a Christian book, it was a secular book. And she said to me, I'm just so lost. She said to me, I was so caught up in a life of drugs, alcohol. My life was ruined. And so I have been uh, two years on depression, severe, severe depression. I'm taking a lot of tablets. And um, I only stopped the tablets last week because I was coming to Australia. But then she goes, and so I was super excited. But when I get back to Miami, I know I'm going to be back on my medication tablets. And I just looked at her in the eye and I said to her, would you like to be set free from your depression forever? And she starts crying and she goes, I don't think there's such a thing. And I said, oh, there's such a thing. And if you would let me pray for you, you will sense the difference. And so she starts to weep. And I, I I just, I said, give me your hands. And I just held her hands. And I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I break every demonic spirit of depression. Go. As simple as that. And I can tell you, Illumination, her facial features changed. She got joy that she started weeping and cuddling me. And then she said this to me, Yvonne, in the last two years, Even when I was on my depression med, I never felt the peace and the calmness and the joy that came into my heart just now. What just happened to me? And I just said to her, my father just touched you. And so led her to the Lord, connected with her. Why am I sharing this? Because when you are a daughter, I wasn't meaning to preach. I actually wanted to sleep. I wanted to sleep and and that's it. But if you are a daughter, you are so connected to the heart of God that anyone who finds you will have no choice but connecting his heart at the same time. So it's not a daughter as in I know my, because what are daughters and sons? Let me actually share that with you. Number one, they know their father. But they not just, they know their privileges. and you know rights they know their destiny which is all great but not just that they are so connected to the heart of the father that everything they do and they say you will know that you will know that she is a daughter of god he is a son of god and so you do this by coming and asking god i i don't want to be a slave lord anymore i don't want to operate out of fear i don't want to operate out of need. I wanna walk into the full experience of what it is like to be a son and what it is like to be a daughter. So there's four things that I won't go into them. I'll just say to them, say it quickly. But a son knows their identity. A son knows that they are included in the family of God. Number two, they know their status you are no longer a slave but a a son. They know their position. You don't stand guilty before God anymore. You have already been reconciled with God and you are in right standing with God. And number four, relationship. You are intrinsically connected to the heart of the father and anyone who sees you knows very well that you are a son and that you are a daughter so if you forget everything i said just remember those four things and that will help you to walk into sonship or daughtership
0: help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit elijahfire.com/give and become a partner today.
3: Wow. So, before we move to the next mindset, is there any questions for me, illumination?
1: I think I want you to get to let's see. We're on the last two. I want you to get through these and then I have and then I have questions. So I think it'll be better suited for the end once everybody kind of has context so
3: go for it the next one is i love it a bridal mindset a bride is someone who is not yet married so i've got my daughter's wedding coming up on december 9th and i'm telling you illumination she is driving me up the wall with her bridal preparation (laughs) you know Uh, and That this is the first time, obviously, I experienced this. She is thinking about everything. Like, and I'm saying this prophetically to say something. She is very particular on, you know, she's already picked out the dress, but she's like, what am I going to wear as an earring? Which makeup artist will I have? Which hair makeup, you know, which hair, which who is going to do my hair? Why? Why is she doing all of that? Because she is trying to get so prepared for the day. And I'm going to, if she hears me say this, she'll probably kill me, but that's all right. I'm going to say it anyway. Yesterday, she woke up in the morning and there was a tiny zit, just just tiny. I couldn't say it. It drove her up the wall. Because I she can moved. relate. <laughs> and when I saw this illumination, wow, I remembered the verse that says that he is coming for a bride without a Mm -hmm. spot or a blemish so the bridal mindset is not just a son or a daughter but someone who is getting ready in other words they are aware that they need to be healed they are Mm -hmm. aware that they could be deep-rooted bitterness in their heart. They could be aware that they need to forgive someone else. In other words, this is a mindset, and this, I have to say, is a difficult stage. Because once you operate as a son, you can be so tricked to think that no more preparation needs to be done. Like well, that's this, it. you're just you're good you're a son you know what it's like you made it you've arrived (laughs) but no this is a tough place and you know it says this in song of solomon chapter five verses one where the bridegroom discovers her to be his garden and he says to her I have come into my garden my sister my bride I have gathered my myrrh with my spice I have eaten my honeycomb and I won't go into all the details but he's basically saying you're so ready you are so ready you've got everything in preparation and you look like a bride guess what he does next he invites his friends and he says friends come eat and drink and take your fill in other words If you want to be mightily be used by God, you need to not just be a son, but a healed son, a delivered son. Because if you're not, guess what's going to happen? You will end up abusing others. Peter was very hurt because he denied Christ. So even though he got filled in the Holy Spirit, he was hurt. Jesus said this to him. Do you love me? And he said to him, Mm -hmm. Lord, I do. And then he asked him again, Peter, do you love me second time? He said, I do. He asked him a third time. And Peter said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. So that moment Peter received healing in his heart. And he just knew that he is loved. He is forgiven. Later on in the epistle of First Peter, he exhorts leaders and said, look after God's flock because he paid a great price for these people. So what is he saying? When you are healed, God's like, you know what? Illumination is healed. I can't see a spot. I can't see a blemish. I can't see. And this is the the word that I'm getting, illumination. To look out for blind spots. What mm. are blind spots? You're driving and there's a yeah. car, but guess what? You can't see it. And so you don't think it's there. And then bang, you crash. And the Holy Spirit revealed this to me. He said to me, Yvonne, there are many sons and daughters with a lot of what? Blind spots. And so this is the time to say, I'm so gracious that I reached this stage. I'm gracious that I'm a daughter, that I'm a son that I can call God Abba, that's wonderful, but there's a lot of work to be done in me so that I can Mm be so entrusted with his people so that when his people come and feast on the giftings that he had given to me, I don't hurt them. And how many times have we been hurt by church leadership? Because although they call themselves sons, and that's not everyone, but they will end up hurting you. Why? Because there's deep-rooted jealousy. There's a lot of Mm. intimidation. They're intimidated from you. So they don't want to promote you. They don't want to make you get to the next level. And so there's a lot of fear. And so we need to think, you know what? If I want to become the bride, I need to get ready. I need to make sure as a bride in the physical on her wedding day, you look at any bride. And you're like, wow, she looks the best I've ever seen her. Her hair is mm-hmm. done up. Her makeup's fully applied. Her dress looks amazing. We need to be like that in the spiritual dimension, whether I'm a woman or I'm a man. This is the time to say, Lord, as Yvonne is speaking right now, you have revealed a lot of blind spots. And I just feel illumination at the end that yeah. I'm going to, Pray for blind spots yeah. to be revealed, to be whoa, well, Holy Spirit. Okay, I'm I'm gonna be cleaned up. I don't want a spot and I don't want a blemish on my dress. I just wanna look as glorious as you are, as beautiful as you are. And so from mm-hmm. this place, I'm gonna move to the highest calling. Okay, real
1: and- quick though, I have a I have a question about this specific stage that popped in my brain while we were talking. So, this stage obviously is like it's you're being purified. And I, and even in my own walk, I've noticed like when I'm being purified or stuff's being pulled out of me or out of my heart that shouldn't be there, it's a painful process, like you were saying. So, how can people best uh, position themselves and like best have patience with themselves while they're in this process? I feel like people. Because it's, you know, it's painful. You don't want to be in this process because you're like, you're like, oh, my gosh, I feel like all this stuff is wrong with me and it's getting cleared out of my heart and all da, 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 da. you know. So how can people have patience while they're being purified in this stage? Yeah.
3: Illumination, that's such a good question. It really is, because we seem to think that if we come to God and we say, God, clean me out, I don't want to have a spot, I don't want to have a blemish. We seem to think that God's just gonna go out of his way, destroying us. You know what I'm saying? That is not true, guys. That is not true. Whenever you start a process, God gives you grace to do what you cannot do in the natural. But how do you start? Starting number one, Jesus said this He said that healthy people do not need a doctor, sick people do. If you think I am healthy, i am amazing you haven't even seen how i preach you haven't even seen how good i am you don't even understand (laughs) i was like you know what i'm not even gonna touch you (laughs) but those people who come to the lord and say lord thank you because i'm a son i'm a daughter but lord there's a lot of issues that i'm struggling with and i just ask you to help me jesus said this to his disciples you have not received because you have not asked so it's as simple as two things illumination recognizing that I have you know blind spots and asking holy spirit and I have to tell you the holy spirit is super gentle super kind it's almost like you're going under the knife to do an operation and sometimes got you to sleep you know sometimes you know you're under anesthetic so whilst the doctor is working on whatever needs to be removed you don't feel it and you wake up and you're like whoa it's already over I still remember the moment I was getting the injection to go to sleep and now it's over it's like that so many times I feel that my greatest moments of healing were in a time of rest when I would say lord be you know the, the verse that says be still and know in the stillness you will know who you are who God is and what God needs to do so what do I personally do I come to the Lord and I disclose I hold nothing back because I've realized something there's nothing that you can do to get God to love you more he loves you mm-hmm. period he really does and so whenever I fail him And whenever I, I struggle, I just go into my prayer closet and it's like, Lord, I am more disappointed of myself than you are of me. (laughs) It's just like, heal, help me not to be disappointed of myself, but it's just like, Lord, give me the grace. I just want to change. And, you know, illumination, celebrate the baby changes. Celebrate lifestyle changes. You know, when you've done something good and the Holy Spirit helped you, acknowledge it. It's like, Lord, thank you. I didn't struggle as much today as I did yesterday. I bless what you're doing in my life. You know, so these are just little keys to help us get rid of all of our blind spots. And you know what? This is the final thing I'll say open up the eyes of my understanding because what are blind spots? There isn't enough mirrors in the car or in the vehicle to see them. But if there were enough mirrors, you would see them. Lord, open up the eyes of my understanding so that I have eyes which see. Just because you have eyes, it doesn't mean you see. How many times do mm-hmm. you meet someone they have eyes but they're blind? And so yeah. we need to have eyes. And it's like, whoops, I just saw that I did this. You know, I slandered this person or I judge this person or I'm holding a grudge against this person. So in this stage, I'm going for a spiritual shower. I'm going for a cleanup. And the only thing that can clean me is the word of God and the spirit. Jesus said to his disciples, you are clean because of the words that you have heard. And I say this to people, illumination, don't just read the Bible. Let the yeah. Bible read you. Read so to the, yeah. oh, I think I have this problem. I think I need to deal with this problem. And from there, you get moving into, you know, what I call the glory mindset. And so you're no longer a bride, but you are married. You are a wife. And again, that's a big, big shocking. But Isaiah 54. Actually, let me give a definition of that. The glory mindset is a married mindset, no longer a bride, but married, a crown of glory, a converted remnant without a spot or a blemish made public to the world. The moment you become that, you walk into that spiritual intimacy and union, the Lord's like I need the world to know and see my daughter. I need her to see my bride. You know, in Isaiah 54, verses five to six, it says, for your creator will be your husband. God is no longer coming as a father or a brother. We know that Jesus, you know, is the first brother to resurrect from the dead. So you can relate to him as a brother. You can relate to him as a friend. He, he said, I no longer call you a slave. I call you a friend. You can relate to him as a father, but guess what? The highest calling, and I'm going to say two verses, is to relate to him as a husband. And so he says this, for your creator will be your husband. And I mean spiritual union. And he said, the Lord of heaven's armies is his name. He is your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of all the earth. For the Lord has called you back from your grief as though you were a young wife abandoned by her husband. But the next one that really highlights that as well is Ephesians 5. and the Apostle Paul's talking about marriage, and he says this, as the scripture says, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are one in union. This is a great mystery. But it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. And so God is calling us into oneness. It's no longer praying a prayer and saying this. And this is how this is going to be exposed. If you you don't know if you're in oneness or not, if you pray and say something like this, God, please be with me today. You're not in oneness. If you are in oneness, you will say, Lord, I thank you because I am in you. You are in me. We are one. He is already one. And, he, and this is the prayer of Jesus. In Luke, in John 17, he prays to the Father before going to the cross. And he asks and he said, I am one in them and you are in me may they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as you love me. So this is the prayer of Jesus. He said to the father, you know how me and you are one? And the father's like, yes. He said, I want to be one with them. So right now you are in me And I am in them. So Jesus is the ring that connects us all into unity. And so the Lord is calling the remnant illumination to walk in this unity, to understand that He's not with you, He is in you. And the Apostle Paul understood this and he said this in Him I live. And in Him I move, and in Him. I have my being. And he said this, if there's anyone who is in Christ, not with Christ, they've become a new creation. So this is an invitation. I want to tell you this. You don't need to go through all the stages in order. You can just Okay, okay, so that
1: was actually going to be my question. I was going to ask, does this have to happen in order? Or can this happen simultaneously? Because as you've been describing... Each of these stages, I'm looking at different areas of my life where I'm like, here I'm functioning in a slave mindset. Here I understand the glory mindset. Here I'm kind of in the bridal mindset. So, so obviously, yes, it is possible to go through them out of order or simultaneously. How does that normally work or function?
3: As you mature in the Lord, this is so funny. You will find yourself operating to some degree in the five. To some degree, as you just said, there's going to be an area in your life where you're like, you know what, I really do good in this area. But then there's another area where you don't. So the whole idea is to reach maturity. And so it is me saying, God, I don't have to live like, you know, a slave for like five years and then a son for another two years. It doesn't work like this because he already Paid the full price for you to be in union with him. So, your ultimate mm-hmm. goal is to be in union. This is where we all want to end up in every area of our life. And sometimes, illumination, it could be an area where you believe God more than other areas. For example, it could be in the area of your work that you are, you know, really believing that God is in you, that he's got his hand on your job, that, but then you come to an area where you want to be in relationship with someone for example but you just feel i don't know if god has, has anyone for me i don't know if this is gonna be the person who comes along so in that relational area you're operating as a slave right not a daughter because you don't believe that god has that special someone for you i'm just giving an example but in the area of your work You're fully in the bridal mindset or even the glory mindset because you're like, my job is from the Lord. You know, I'm in union with him at work. So you see how we have areas in life and there could be different areas where we are operating in different mindsets. Um, And then there could be different stages as well. The whole idea is whatever area it is, whether it is my spiritual life, whether it's my social life, whether it's my financial life, whatever it is, I want to be able to operate out of union in all of those areas. Like what you're hearing?
0: Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show.
3: You know, I want to be able to sit back and say, which area, wherever you do this fear, And this is going to help someone. Wherever this fear, think of it this way and that will pretty much expose it. Think about the areas. Where do I have fear in my life? Is it in the area of my health? Is it in the area of my finances? Do I just sometimes think I have enough this month, but am I going to have enough next month? Then it's going to be that area where fear is operating that you know you're operating in a slave mindset. But if you're coming to say, you know what? I'm backed up by heaven. Everything my father has belongs to me. I'm going to have more than enough. There's going to be abundant supply. Then you're operating in the union mindset. So think about it this way. Sit down and just write different areas and just write down your deep rooted fears. And that's pretty much going to immediately expose the oh. area that you need to move you know rebuke fear break its power or let's talk about healing think about areas in your life where you're hurt you know who hurt you and you might say you know what my father really hurt me as an example or my mother really really hurt me guess what that's a spot you've just marked the spot you know what i'm saying it was actually mm-hmm. funny because my daughter had her bridal shower last Sunday. She was wearing a beautiful white dress and it stayed clean all day. And as we were packing up the hall, there was a pink cake. And someone moving the pink oh, cake no. <laughs> hit her dress. She oh, lost. No. It. And you could see because it was pink, you know, like you could see a pink. And it just made the whole dress look honestly out of place because there was a spot you could see it. And so. Think about the areas where you've been hurt. Think about times where you feel jealous of others. Where is it that you see something and you're like, you know what? So in this area, you need to get ready. You're a daughter, you're a son, but guess what? There's a lot of spots. And so it's like getting rid of unforgiveness, renouncing, you know, um, even just receiving healing in your heart, even just breaking soul ties with people. In that stage you're in the bridal, think of it this way, I need to get ready for a wedding, what is, I cannot walk in, I cannot walk down the aisle with a red spot on a white dress, it's not gonna look right, okay, so this is gonna be, so these are two, in answer to your questions, two things, look out for fear, and look out for areas where you are hurt, and you know what, with fear, rebuke it, break its power. And you will immediately learn to speak to God as Abba. And again, let's say someone is hurt from their own father. And when this is how you know. If you're in prayer and you are struggling to call God father, there's a hurt there. And sometimes you're like, man, my father was terrible to me. If God is anything like my father, I don't even want God. And so there's a there's a stumbling block right there. So you need to forgive your earthly father, forgive your earthly mother. You're doing yourself the greatest favor by moving past this hurt and connecting to God as a father. So it's really looking at your life and looking at your, you know, do I need inner healing? Do I need, you know, I mean, you know, we have an inner healing school and sometimes mm-hmm. I get sick of myself telling people sign up to the school son and it's like what is she it's not because of anything it's because i understand that when you get healed internally when curses are broken when you've received forgiveness you without you thinking illumination without you even asking you position yourself for union you're like you know mm-hmm. what hindrances I've become one with him I am his bride I'm proud of who I have become in him and it so translates in your relationships you become like a magnet all of a sudden God's bringing those wonderful people around you this favor over you and you know in a wedding you don't have to look far to spot the bride right right <laughs> you can see that there's the bride <laughs> why mm. Why do because of how she looks, because of what she's wearing, because of the way she conducts herself as she walks down the aisle. It's like, look at me, I'm the bride, right? Everything about yeah. me is saying the bride. So this is the time. And I tell you what, illumination, this is the timely message because we're ending 2023. We're coming yeah. into 2024. And the Lord's mm-hmm. saying, do not enter this new year with a slave mindset leave it behind leave it behind get rid of it enter in and see yourself on that night of the first night of 2024 as a bride that's walking down the aisle prepared for everything God has for her in 2024 position yourself for miracles position yourself for healings position yourself for destiny you know you're no longer with him you are in him
1: yeah, that's so good. And it's so funny, you mentioned it being a timely message, because I definitely felt that way too, but not pertaining to 2024. But now that you mentioned, I'm like, yeah, that is kind of like, as I've been thinking about what I want my life to look like going into 2024, I'm going to like making a lot of like little habitual changes, I have to actually like sit down and journal and write everything down, because that's how I am. I just have to I have to make lists, you guys. I'm so type A. Um, but I was also thinking about this, too. This episode is actually a really good partner piece to yesterday's episode. So, guys, if you missed yesterday's episode with Spencer Nakamura, go watch it. Um, he was talking about becoming a mature believer. And these two episodes kind of go hand in hand. And I just think that, like, this is a really good addition to what he talked about yesterday regarding sanctification. So go check that out. Also, if you guys missed the Intimacy with Christ series that Yvonne did a couple months ago, Go listen to it because I think also a lot of what she's talking about here also can be reflected in the Song of Songs. So go read that. Go read the book of Song of Songs. Go listen to the series because that'll help you kind of cement all of this information better. Um and I'll I'll put some links in the description for you so you guys don't have to hunt for them. But yeah, go check it out.
3: Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess, you know, elimination yes. it's just to make people hungry. They just say, you know what, Lord? Yes. As- Pope Paul said, I want to know him. I want to know the power of his. I, I, want to, I want to receive everything he has for me, and I want to go to heaven empty. I want mm-hmm. to go to heaven knowing that I've written every book he's asked me to write, preached every message from yeah. my heart, reached everyone I was supposed to, you know, and the apostle said, you know, I have completed the race, and I mm-hmm. am now, and so many people, they go to heaven prematurely they go before you know completing what god has for them so this is going to be a day of saying lord i am ready right
1: and we don't have we don't have to stay stuck in any one of these stages either like there's so and going back to the church mindset there's so much more goodness to the christian life that i think Um, not even a Christian life. I don't even know if I would want to call that, but walking with Jesus in general um, can bring to you outside of like that religious box that we tend to put ourselves in when we are stuck in that church mindset or even that slave mindset of like, oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to heaven, but you know, then I'll just go and live my life, whatever, or I'm going to go and like, I just serve, you know, I just serve God and that's it. And I think this message really i hope this is an encouragement to all of you guys listening that there's way more and god is way more good than i think we can even comprehend as far as like how how much we can grow as as people and into what he originally designed us to be so yeah yeah Yeah. yes so Yvonne, why don't you go ahead and pray for people? And of course, if there's anything else you want to add, feel free to do so.
3: But we'll we'll close this thing out. Amen. Let's do it. <laughs> Wherever you are, just just be in a position of receiving, because I just I'm hearing I'm hearing the Holy Spirit as um as I'm praying as I'm about to pray, and I heard this word, I heard transition transition that there's many of you hearing this. And you're like, okay, Lord, I want to be in union with you. What do I have to do? It is the Holy Spirit. It is the work of grace. You just need to be hungry. You just need to be asking this. So what are we ask together? And as I begin to pray, I want you to know that you heard this today, not to condemn you, but to bring you into a transition, into a position of status, a position of relationship. So just lift up your hands to the Lord and just begin to seek his face right now. Father, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you for everything, God, that you have done with us. Thank you for the journey. Thank you because your word says that we did not choose you, but you chose us. And you went after us and you saved us and you healed us and you delivered us. So we just acknowledge right now the finished work of the cross and we say thank you. Thank you for what you have done. And Father, we come to you right now recognizing, God, our great need for you. I want you to just say, Lord, I recognize my great need for you. I recognize, God, that I'm stuck in my old ways. And I just ask right now, in the name of Jesus, that God, you would transition me, not just to the next stage, but God, you would transition me into union with you right now. This is my request. I ask right now that I would live. Out of the glory, walk out of the glory and be positioned in the glory because it is who you are. This next part of prayer, I don't want you to pray this. I just want you to receive this. I'm going to pray this over you. Father, I thank you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, as a minister of the gospel, and due to the authority that you have given me, Lord, I come in the realm of the spirit right now, and I bind every demonic spirit of fear, of confusion, of depression, of anxiety, and I silence every voice that is speaking to your people right now. I renounce it. I renounce it. I renounce it and I break its power. And I just thank you because right now I release the spirit of adoption over them right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, as you are transitioning them in the name of Jesus as sons and daughters. And Father, in Jesus' name, right now, those that are hurting, those that are saying, Lord, I need to forgive someone. Go ahead and do that right now. Go ahead and say, Lord, I forgive this person. I forgive my father. I forgive my mother. I release them to you right now. I forgive this person that's caused me so much hurt. What are you doing right now? You are removing the spots. You are removing the blemishes. And I want you to say this with me. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus, which is able to cleanse me from all my sins. I repent before you right now. And I thank you because I am standing in a rightful position with Christ. Father, those that pray this prayer, I come in the realm of the Spirit and I transition them by the power of your name, by the power of the name of Jesus, that they are transitioned, that they are no longer slaves operating in fear, that they're no longer people who do not know who they are, that they're not aliens, but they are members of your family. They are operating in their identity. They know their status. They operate out of relationship. They are intrinsically connected to your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, they are transitioned into union. Holy Spirit, help me, God. Do this miracle. For them right now, release the grace that is needed to position them into union with Christ Jesus. That they begin to face the world and say to them, What you said to Philip, do you not know who I am? If you have seen me, you have seen my father. Father, in the name of Jesus, I cry out to you right now that there's gonna come a time and it is happening even right now, that they shall be revealed as sons and daughters of the Most High King, that they are the bride of Christ without a spot or a blemish, that they are walking in union and everything you have done, they could do. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release a Fresh in filling with the Holy Spirit. If you're watching me right now, you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Just receive and just say, Lord, baptize me. A fresh in the Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, every single person who is asking right now, I ask that you would take hold of them and release a fresh baptism. If you feel that your tongue is changing and you want to say something, release your tongue. Do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Father in the name of Jesus baptize them in the Holy Spirit right now that they will become empowered filled with your glory filled with your goodness thank you because you're doing it thank you because you're touching them thank you because you are personally visiting screens those that are crying out to you Lord you are releasing I sense the weight of your glory I sense the weight of your goodness. Thank you, thank you for doing it yourself. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen and amen. Amen.
1: Wow, that was so good. I man, I almost was like gonna fall over there for a second. So I was, I was really feeling it, you guys. So I hope, I hope you guys are also feeling the Holy Spirit moving and also. Guys, if you need to take more time after this is over, after we wrap up, to just go sit and be with the Lord. I know Jeff always says this, too. Take that time. Revisit this. Listen to that prayer again if you need to listen to the prayer. Because obviously the Lord is doing something and he really wants us to kind of to. He want I'm going <laughs> to use a catchphrase we use here a lot. But he really wants us to level up in how we're thinking. And, yeah. So, guys. That's so good. Thank you, Yvonne. That was so awesome. Thank you, Illumination. What a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, guys, that's our show. Tune in tomorrow. We're going to have Krista Elisha join us. And she's going to be sharing a prophetic word about apostles. I'm super excited to hear her share that. Um And Jen, Jeff's sister, will be hosting that. So you'll get to see her as well. And yeah. Um, and one more thing, I will put all those episodes I mentioned in the description for you. And Avon, how can people follow
3: you? Yeah, so Illumination, they can um, connect with us on the website, CelebrateFreedomMinistries.org. We have a beautiful event that's coming up January 8th. And it's actually so amazing. It's called Ascending to the Heavenly Realms. So we have corporate ascensions to heaven. A lot of people think that you go to heaven when you die and they have no hope of seeing the throne room of God or even experiencing heaven here on earth. But this was something the Lord spoke to us so clearly. And this is our number four event. So those who are interested, please go to the website and register. We also have weekly discipleship classes. These are free. Anyone can connect. They're every Wednesday, 8 p.m. And for anyone who wants to support the ministry and become a monthly partner, we're giving away my book as a free gift last but not least we've been demonetized on youtube as a mystery we won't like your content you know obviously so guys we're on rumble so please subscribe to my rumble channel or the ministry's rumble channel um but just so that we can connect together and i don't lose hold of you and i think illumination i think that will be it for the ministry awesome
1: Okay, guys. So those links will be in the description as well. So please check that out. Again, we're going to have Crystal Elisha on tomorrow. So don't miss that. 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Okay, bye.
0: This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening.